The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24th through 26th. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org slash thrive. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to Dynamic Healing with two experts in chronic pain, David Hanscom and Les Aria. This podcast will show you how to unlock your body's ability to heal. Just breathe and learn how to rewire your brain and break free from chronic pain. Welcome to Dynamic Healing Podcast. I'm Les Aria. And I'm David Hanscom, and we're excited to have you on our show this morning. And we're going to bust out a series of things that was called ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy for Pain Recovery. We do introduce it on the last podcast, and over this couple of months, we're going to go into detail with this process because it's sort of the skeleton about what Les and I do. Les has been doing it for years. I was inadvertently doing it with a different perspective, so I'm excited to add a lot of dimensions onto it for my education, and uh, we think you'll enjoy this. So, Les, um, I'm here to learn again. <laughs> well, that's fantastic. Well, folks, David, um, today's purpose when we want to kind of highlight a few things here is we want to teach you a way to unhook from the storylines of your mind to help reduce your suffering and emotional and physical pain. Because David and I do not see the difference between emotional and physical pain because it's processed in the same way. To get us started off with um, today's episode, let's do a quote that's one of my favorite. This is David's favorite, too. So it's kind of a surprise, surprise that we like the same things. So, so here goes. Here's the quote of today. Between stimulus and response, there's space. And that space, our power to choose our response. In our response lies our growth and our freedom. Viktor Frankl. So Viktor Frankl was an Austrian psychiatrist who survived the concentration camps. His book, Man's Search for Meaning, has sold over 50 million books. If you look at Amazon, it's still one of the top sellers 50 years later. And he somehow was able to find meaning in the middle of a concentration camp. It's an unbelievable story. And the question he would ask in the middle of the concentration camp is, what is life asking of me right now? And I'm pretty sure I cannot pull it off. It was an incredible story. I read the book several times. And for me, it's a life-changing book because sometimes I get upset about different things here and there. And I have nothing, I have nothing to complain about. <laughs> I can still complain, but honestly, his book just puts everything in perspective. But his point is that you have a, you always have a choice, and he made that choice in the middle of a concentration camp, for goodness sake. It's unbelievable. 
It is, and uh, you know, in some sense, David, um, to draw some parallel, we sometimes put ourselves in prison with a lot of uh, emotional pain and, and physical pain that we suffered through. A lot of our audience members struggle with chronic pain or chronic medical conditions. And very often they go to therapists, psychologists to try to cope with the pain. And what David and I want to emphasize to the audience is we're not teaching you to cope with pain, we're teaching you to get into pain recovery. And that's really important to have a set of skills. And let's just kind of briefly review what ACT is. Now, ACT is basically also known as um, ACT, ACT, Acceptance and Commitment Therapy, is a behavioral intervention or a therapy that helps us live in the present moment using values and to move towards what matters the most to you. So that's translated as that no matter what your mind, whether your thoughts, your emotions, or your physical sensations are, no matter how difficult it is, learning to move toward what matters to you, that's important to you. Family, spirituality, playtime, grandkids, hobbies, what's important to you? What brings you a smile and life and joy to feel safe and connected? So we use ACT. And ACT is really powerful uh, with pain recovery. And why is it? Well, because it's a mindful-based intervention to teach you to relate differently to what shows up. Well, I mean, you point out something which is really clear, and I'm slowly learning this myself, but for decades, we've heard the saying, and I think it's Buddhism, where pain is inevitable and suffering is optional. And once you understand the difference is that pain is pain, and we have it since we're kids, and pain just is danger. We're not going to get rid of the pain signals. But you might notice that we now know, as you mentioned earlier, that emotional pain and physical pain have now been documented at UCLA to share the same circuits in the brain. And emotional pain hurts, just like physical pain. So why do we want to hurt? We don't, right? So we stuff it. Right. So unfortunately, what happens when we stuff the pain, I'm, I'm sorry, stuff the emotional pain or the unpleasant thoughts, it really cranks up our nervous system. It really fires up the metabolism and immune system or what we call the physiology, how the body functions. Mm -hmm. And so, and this is where acceptance and commitment theory comes in, is that for humans with consciousness and language, thoughts and emotions are the, the, are the deepest source of suffering. Once you, once you understand the difference between pain and the response or the suffering, it's actually not that hard. I'm saying that tongue in cheek, but once you learn the skills, a lot of our patients that have recovered point out that the solution is disturbingly simple. It is. I mean, like I said, it's, it's a, been doing this for a while, David. We have been doing this for a while. And it's, talk is cheap, really, it is. And it's easy to say this. Just know that David and I really, really have heart warm felt response when people say, this is difficult, this is tough. And yes, David and I will say to you, this is tough stuff, the emotional pain, the physical pain, life. And how about we acquire some tools? David mentioned about pain and suffering, and I just want to be very clear. In my line of work, and also David, and David uses different lingo here, but it's the same output. If you think about pain and suffering, as David said, pain is inevitable. For example, we can define pain as primary suffering. So what's primary suffering? Primary suffering is like life. It's our physical pain, it's our emotional pain. It's, it's the difficult stuff that shows up. 
that we do not have control over. Now, if you think about this, when it comes to physical pain or even emotional pain, when pain shows up, again, we're not differentiating between physical and emotional. When it shows up, it's always in, in a protection form. It's to protect you in service of your survival. So that's well, primary that, And that's why it's so unpleasant from an evolutionary standpoint. Yeah. If, this, if yeah. it wasn't unpleasant, the species of creatures that did not <clears throat> pay attention to the signal didn't survive. So from an evolutionary standpoint, the signal had to become stronger and stronger and stronger to compel you to take survival action. So this thing we call anxiety, anger, is intended to be incredibly unpleasant. It's always going to be there. It's just a signal. Mm -hmm. And it's a chemical reaction. It's automatic. It's physiological. It's much more powerful than your conscious brain. Your conscious brain cannot deal with that. I mean, cannot counteract it. So what I like, Les, you put these things together called the three C's of catch, check, and choose. And we're going to bust these out in a second. But I use a different terminology. So that what we're doing here is that the brain is incredibly neuroplastic. And what does neuroplasticity mean? Is that your brain changes every millisecond. And if you look at the neuroscience now, just picture a beehive of 80 billion honeybees. And they're crawling all over each other for interpretation of signals. And the brain is Switzerland. The brain will take any signal you put into it and interpret it, in a way, interpret it in a way to make sense and survive. It's unbelievably neuroplastic. It changes by the second. And with chronic pain, we know these circuits get embedded and memorized and they are permanently embedded, but you can actually create circuits around these things. So I have a different terminology. I think many of you have heard of awareness, which is catch, separation, which is check. That space we talked about, you have to become aware of what the problem is. You create some space and then you choose. So the choice is, I call it reprogramming and redirecting. And this is what we're going to talk about over the next few sessions is this catch, check, and choose. So let's, you want to talk to us about this catch, the first one that we yeah, talk about? Be sure, absolutely, David. One of the things before we get into the three C's is I want to emphasize the second part was the um, secondary suffering is when we or resisting what shows up. Uh, David and I have talked to you about this is, you know, if primary suffering is, is life and our physical pain or emotional pain that shows up, we have no control over. Secondary suffering is when you are psychologically inflexible. It's when we buy into the storylines of our minds and we get drunk in it. That's what creates a lot of our suffering. And so the three C's is a way to increase psychological flexibility. And in doing so, <clears throat> that reduces your secondary suffering. So this, this, is the, this is the paradox of healing is that, okay, if emotional pain hurts, yes. similar to physical pain, mm -hmm. what, why do I want to hurt? <laughs> you know, I, I, it's not so much where, why we want to hurt. I don't think you want to hurt. I don't want to hurt. No one wants to hurt. The audience doesn't want to hurt. We are just humans. That's why we do what we do. We're so we don't realize, I'm going to, this is a funny thing. And this is, this, this, focuses on the first C, catch. I'm going to say this, David, you're going to tease me about it, but so be it. So here goes. We're sometimes humans and we don't realize we're thinking. And like a fish in, a, in, in water, the fish does not know it's swimming in water. We humans don't know sometimes we're so drunk in a trance of the storylines of our minds. Well, okay. So 
I'm in a fishbowl. <laughs> <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. And um, no, I, I, I mean, it's funny because we have the survival reaction that, if you, as you have pointed out multiple times, which I'm now understanding after about 100 repetitions, honestly, it's now starting to sink in. This thing we call anxiety and frustration are our protectors. And you don't have to like it. I'm not a huge fan of the word acceptance, by the way. I like the word developing a working relationship with it. So anxiety and anger protect us. They keep us alive. But they also represent activated physiological states. And when that anxiety and frustration are sustained, that's the essence of chronic disease. So I just want to remind the group of the term dynamic healing is that you have your input or your stresses. You have your nervous system that interprets the input. Then you have the state of your body's physiology or chemical makeup. So it varies between safety, where you can regenerate and rest, and you cannot, and also fight or flight, which is necessary for survival. And the essence of healing is that we're giving you tools to minimize your time in fight or flight. It's always there, but you first of all have to be aware you're there. So as far as this catch thing, which we'll discuss on the next episode in detail, is that you have to actually, this is a less system, I believe, or maybe you, you, you have to feel to heal, right? We call it emotional awareness. And we're going to discuss that in some detail in a single episode about how you have to allow yourself to feel. And what we're trying to do today is just give an overview of the whole process and review the three C's. So catch is awareness. And there are actually four types of four types of awareness. There's the environment, just where you're sitting, the breeze. There's the emotional awareness, which again, we're going to talk about a little bit more detail because you have to allow yourself to feel something before you can move forward and change direction. And so then there's the storytelling or the judgment of ourselves that is a way, a gift once you understand it because you don't have to do anything about it. Our mind makes up stories and you don't have to fix them because they're not real in the first place. But, and we'll talk about that in some detail. Then the final awareness is ingrained patterns. Everyone is, every one of us is programmed by our entire past up to this very second. And again, going from a neuroplasticity, neuroplasticity standpoint, human beings are completely dependent on interacting with other human beings to form your brain. And so if you're raised in, a, in an abusive, chaotic environment, your brain's different than if you're raised in a nurturing environment. Almost every other animal has a quite a bit of degree to take care of themselves from the beginning. Humans don't. So the thing we call consciousness is a gift, but it takes a while for it to develop, is completely dependent on our external programming from our parents, family, peers, society, Everybody's telling us how to be. And that's, where we, and that's where a lot of suffering comes in because we can't actually be what people expect us to be. And then we've talked about the self-critical voices, the protectors, et cetera. So by understanding the nature of those in your ingrained life outlook, by understanding awareness, catching, then you can understand what they're doing to you, create a little bit of a space. And then what Dr. R is going to talk about in some detail is your value system who do you choose to be when there are difficult moments? Yeah, absolutely, David. And, and for the audience here is, again, we're just doing a quick overview of the three C's. In the episodes to come, we'll really flush this all out. But for today, we want you to know the best way to reduce your emotional and or physical suffering is basically to catch your thoughts, as David said. Catch, catch is basically awareness, as David said. Notice what is showing up in your mind, in your body. Notice how much you are, <clears throat> excuse me, 
how much you're so caught up in it. So catch yourself in that trance. Step two, check. Check what? Check and see how hooked am I, how am I overly identifying with my thoughts, emotions, and physical sensations? Let me, let me give you a visual. Think of the catch as like a fishing catch, like a net. So get an image to catch those thoughts, uh, your, your mind storylines. Step two, check and see how tightly are you drunk or in that trance? So think of sort of when you say check, I want you to think of two dials. So here's the first dial in check. In check, I want you to check and see how caught up you are in your thoughts, emotions, and sensations. Two dials. One dial is your resistance dial. Your second dial is your willingness dial. So <clears throat> your willingness dial has to be higher than your resistance. If you're resisting what is showing up, then what I want you to do is basically notice that if your resistance is, you know, five out of 10, 10 being the highest, your willingness has to be higher. So that way you're not fighting what's showing up. Are you a healthcare professional looking to translate psychedelic research into practice? Then register for Psychedelic Harm Reduction and Integration, a professional training offered by psychologist Elizabeth Nielsen and Ingmar Gorman at the Omega Institute in Rhinebeck, New York, May 24 through 26. Earn 12 continuing education credits as you discover how to better support clients who have an interest in psychedelics. Learn more at eomega.org thrive. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So that um, is interesting because here's one of the other problems that we have when you're, you use the word drunk, which is actually an accurate term because when you're anxious and frustrated, in other words, you are reacting to the environment, there's something, something in your past shows up that says danger. And so what happens is that your blood flow to your brain changes. So these little proteins called cytokines go up. At a certain level, it changes the blood flow from your thinking cortex from the neocortex down to the midbrain or survival brain. And if you notice in today's society right now, people are behaving badly 
Because first of all, they're not aware of what's coming in. Right. They're just reacting. Mm-hmm. And so, but physiologically, you actually can't think clearly when you use the word drunk, but the word is your brain's offline. You can't Correct. think, right? We're saying the same thing there. Absolutely. The other thing is, is that um, it becomes normalized. And I mean, for me personally, I had a pretty intense experience with chronic pain. So I'm being self-judgmental, judgmental of others, critical, et cetera. That's the way I was raised. I just thought that was normal. And what's fascinating is that when you, so the other thing I've learned, I used to say in my first book that thoughts are real because they create chemical reactions in your body, but they're not reality. That's actually not true. Your consciousness gets embedded in your brain the same way as a chair or a table. So our thoughts and concepts are our version of reality. And that's why people do so many concrete physical things based on these thoughts and concepts. So it's just thoughts. And we do some really terrible things for the people based on thoughts. Why? It's called the predictive model of coding. Therefore, taught in the past, this was dangerous. It's dangerous now. That's our reality. And so, you have to, so then your brain's offline, which makes it harder to become aware. And then I like what you just said about the willingness versus resistance. Right. So <laughs> that's what I'm asking you, Les. We'll, we'll bust this out later also. But if you're in resistance mode, and again, I'll just speak for myself, I didn't know what I didn't know. Right, David. And, and this is why we're walking you through the three C's, catch, uh, check and choose because we're so programmed to basically push the bad things and try to pull in the good things. And once we start to kind of fight with our emotions, our pain, our life, our reality, we get into what we call into a tug of war with our mind and our body, our pain, our life. When we stop and face our reality, which is very difficult, you basically open up a very tightened, tense fist as if you're going to punch someone that's resistance. And when you start to accept, which is very difficult, and this is why we're going to flush this out for you, we just want you to be aware and then notice how you're so caught up. Check to see how caught up you are. And what David is saying to to all of you is this. If you're not willing to experience what's showing up, you're going to activate your most primitive parts of your neural network, your brain. And then that goes into a threat response, which then influences a lot of the inflammation sensitivity of nerves, tense muscles, and all, and so on and so forth. And for those of you with trauma, you'll probably have flashbacks and become overly sensitive, and we tend to get distorted on what is showing up. And sometimes this is where the saying goes, you know, we, we don't see things as they are. We see things as we are. So if you're fighting, you will fight with everything else that comes your way. So the second thing is check. So I'm going to say something to the audience, which is going to be upsetting. And I apologize this in advance. And I'm serious about this is that it took me at least five years to understand that allowing yourself to feel pain, emotional pain is uncomfortable and pain is powerful. You feel powerful. You're angry, which is a powerful emotion. And a lot of people simply are not willing to give up their pain. They may not know that, but they don't want to give it up. And so I have been personally attacked for years about what I'm doing is crazy. What are you doing? And what happens if people engage, I think you'll see the same thing less. There's an extremely high chance, well over 90% that if you simply, as one of my friends or, or now friends, 
formally a patient said, if you're willing just to suspend your disbelief, disbelief enough to engage, people heal, consistently heal. The question is, what do you really want to do? Do you want to stay in your comfort zone of pain or are you willing to take the chance to go forward? And I sort of want to finish this off a little bit by, this is a learned skill. There's no magic to it. And Dr. Ari and myself, I'm, I'm sorry about this, Les. We aren't the best thing since sliced bread. We just are. But we're, I feel honored that I've come through a journey. And so if you, that allows us to take these concepts that have been around for centuries and bring these into mainstream medicine. Mainstream medicine has buried these things. So these are universal concepts that work. And we're just trying to put them in a manner. I have my version, Les has his version. Um, but they're all saying the same thing. It's giving you tools to navigate adversity so you feel safe and allow your body to heal. Because evolutionary-wise, the body heals. So what we're trying to say, there's a word that Dr. Ari introduced me to called pendulation. This isn't mind over matter. That just isn't diving into emotional pain. That's right. what catch, check, and choose are, that you learn to become more aware, but you do it to tolerance. And so I want to sort of finish up the saying that this is not just a technique. This is life. Right. And the other thing that you've said over and over again, which I think is really helpful for me personally, being a very self-judgmental person, is that be kind to yourself. Yep. Yeah, and that and that that's a nice way to segue, David, into it, and um, and then we'll wrap up here um, with uh, some visuals. I'm going to give people so you can actually get this and how to use this. Well, so, no, I'm sorry, Silas. Can you give me out of the fishbowl first, um, uh, David? Uh, you know, I don't have a big enough net, but yes, we'll work at it. <laughs> Now I get to swim, swim around a fishbowl all day today. Thank you for that. I appreciate this. Don't worry. You have some big guys looking at you. And that's me. I'm looking out for the big guy. So. Oh, God. Okay. So, anyway. All right. So let's, let's, wrap, let's wrap up this episode here with uh, a couple of things. And David, let me um, give the audience the last uh, step and then do um, just a quick summary and, uh, and a simple way to use it. All right. So the last step out of catch, check, and choose Choose the visual imagery I want you to have as a compass. What is choose? Choose basically says, is, as the quote we read from Viktor Frankl, is basically during that space when you can become aware and notice how much you're resisting. And when you notice that you're fighting your reality, again, it doesn't matter whether it's your thoughts, emotions, physical sensation, or just your life. When something is difficult, choose basically says this. It begs some questions. How do I wish to be? towards myself, others, my pain, my life during this difficult moment. Let me repeat that one more time. Choose is basically begging this question. During this difficult moment that I'm experiencing, doesn't matter what is showing up. It's asking, how do I wish to show up? How do I wish to be towards myself or the situation that I'm experiencing? Another way of looking at that is, what do I stand for in the face of difficulty? And what we're asking you here and choose is basically for you to Think of how you wish to be. I wish to be kind, that's an example. Well, how do I make that kindness come alive? So values need action behind it. So think of values as a heart, think of a heart, draw your, the, uh, write the word of kindness. And the, what is the footwork to get that kindness going? So I keep it simple. During a difficult moment when I'm having maybe a, a mini flare up or I'm having a difficult thought, or an emotion at any given moment. The first thing I do is I ask myself, all right, do I become, a, am I aware that there's something pushing me around? The mind is pushing me around. The step two, I check. I check to see how 
tight am I resisting my reality, what's showing up? And then I reach in the back of my mind and turn up my willingness dial above what my resistance is. And then I move strep, I basically number it. If I'm resisting at a five out of 10, I will say, I'm gonna crank my willingness. I'm willing to experience this because I'm not responsible for what showed up, but you are responsible to how you relate to what shows up, which then moves me into step three, choose. And I'm basically in, in choose, I'm basically saying this, how do I wish to be towards myself during this, this difficult moment? Kindness, good. And I would say, what is something I would say to myself? And here's something I say to myself of kindness. You can take this from me. During difficult moments, I like to use kindness. I, I say something like this to activate kindness, to do the footwork. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. And then I want to show some action besides words. I will take my hand, place it over my heart, and gently rub or tap, just like I would soothe a child. That is how you can do psychological flexibility and reduce suffering by doing catch, check, and choose. Uh, I'm going to get the last word here, Dr. Aria. <laughs> I know you tried. And that was very good. Uh, I like I like the idea of putting a hand over your heart because you're doing physical things that actually program your brain differently. Um, but the key is this is a learned skill because what does happen, people say, well, okay, I don't want to feel pain. And so there's just, you can't choose. See, the problem with when you're in a reaction, anxiety and frustration, kindness gets buried. I mean, that's why it's a technique where you have to be aware that you're in a reaction. And while you're actually in the reaction, you can't actually be kind to yourself because your survival response is coming at you. Right. So that's how you have to create that space. Mm -hmm. And then you get to be kind. And so that's why the catch, check, and choose is such a critical sequence, right? Yep. And I mean, I've been doing this for a long time. And you know my, a lot about me. In the last even six months have been a massive change in my awareness. Huge. Blows me away. I thought I knew this 10 years ago. And so it's just a, an ongoing process. That's why the acceptance commitment therapy is so effective. Because it is a sequence that honors the human mind. It honors suffering. It honors pain. It allows you to make some choices once you follow that sequence. So catch, check, and choose. And maybe I, I will give you the last word. Here we well, go. David, give it a try. David, thanks for enacting your kindness. So now you just said that. So that's great. So thank you, David, for practicing what we're preaching here. On the last note, I want to say, David, and I want to really thank everyone. And uh, again, wish everyone a happy new year as we just begin and kicking off this year with pain recovery skills and information. The last word here I'd like you to know is that you don't need to suffer. And so we hope that you can really apply some of these information and the skills that we're teaching you because ACT is a great way to become psychologically flexible. And in doing so, you suffer less and reduce that secondary suffering. We want you to have a beautiful day and be kind to yourself as always. I'm gonna have the last word. We are doing a pain summit. This, we're doing a second annual pain summit and we're excited about it. We have some extremely high level speakers from all over the world. It's on February 26th and 27th. So it's intended to take a lot of this basic research and clinical expertise and put it into a cohesive whole. So it's not only for clinicians and researchers, but also for patients in pain, because we also know the more you understand about pain in general, the better you have a chance of healing. So it's February 26th and 27th. We'll put the link into our program notes and also after the Aria's website, which is 
Menda.com, is that right, Les? Uh, Menda.health, yes. Menda.health. And mine is uh, backincontrol.com. The links will be on those sites there, but we're excited about the day. And we're just trying to bring this collective knowledge into a workshop. And we had one last year, which was incredibly successful. We're excited about it this year again, because we do feel like we're actually advancing the overall knowledge of chronic disease and pain. So February 26th and 27th, it's a Saturday workshop. We'll also, you'll see an introductory event on January 20th, where Les and I will discuss the whole situation with Dr. Clausen. And we're really excited about the coming together of these pieces of knowledge and chronic pain that are giving us a nice view of pain in general. Yeah, and folks, you can definitely um, find that link if you don't have it in the show notes or you don't know where that is. If you go to Google and type in Open Center, O-P-E-N, Center, C-E-N-T-E-R, Open Center, and type in the words, Second Annual Pain Summit, it'll pop up. Thank you, Dr. Aria, and Thank enjoy you. your Sunday. Likewise. Take care. David and Les would love to hear from you about today's podcast and any ideas for future topics. You can email them at david-les at dynamichealingpodcast.com. That's david-les at dynamichealingpodcast.com. Since 1977, Omega Institute in New York's beautiful Hudson Valley has hosted some of the best spiritual teachers and social visionaries, sharing their messages of hope, healing, and transformation. On the Dropping In podcast, hosted by Emmy Award-winning producer Callie Alpert, you will enjoy in-depth interviews and conversations with people like Pema Chodron, Jack Kornfield, John Kabat-Zinn, and many others on the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Also, check out the video series on Spotify.